Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is Paul Davis with the Paul Think Growth Podcast. I'm your host. And in this episode, we'll explore why it's crucial to surround yourself with quality people and the consequences of associating with negative individuals. So it's going to be a live one. Um, I've got a lot to say on this subject and a lot more that I couldn't add in this episode. So I made sure I put a, did an outline so that we have um, some structure because if you know anything about me, I enjoy talking about subjects like this. And if you'd like to contact me, um, my address to go to is paulthinkgrow.com. I'm a life coach, a trainer, and an executive coach. So if you would like to book a session with me, go to paulthinkgrow.com and we can get started from there. So let's go ahead and get started with this podcast episode. This episode is called Choosing Your Tribe and the Surprising Impact of Your Social Circle on Your Health and your future. So let's get started. I have a quick disclaimer here, or not quick one, it's just a disclaimer here that I want to put this little caveat at the beginning because I want to uh, qualify something before we start. So sharing your goals and dreams for the future, for your future, with well-meaning friends and family can oftentimes be very risky. So while these individuals may have their have your best interest in mind, and at heart, their views and opinions might not align with your own, leading to conflicts and ultimately causing you to give up on your goals. So here are some reasons why this is important and why it's important to be cautious when sharing your goals and your vision for the future with others. Social expectations. The well-meaning friends and family members may have certain expectations of you based on their own experiences and beliefs. Your goals, if your goals don't align with these expectations, they may discourage you or even try to convince you to pursue a different path, something that they can see you doing. For example, if you come from a family of doctors and your goal is to become an artist, your family may not understand or even support your decision. And of course, again, this is these are just examples of a social expectation placed on you. Um, another reason that is important to be cautious is fear of failure. When you share your goals with other people, you often you, you open up yourself to other opinions and criticisms. If your friends and family members are overly critical or negative, it can cause you to doubt yourself and your abilities. And we're going to bring this part up a few times because this is very crucial in a lot of people's um, life. This fear of failure can prevent you from pursuing your goals with confidence and passion and ultimately lead to you giving up. Another one is pressure to conform. So well-meaning friends and family members may also pressure you to conform to social norms. And this is a tiny bit different from social expectations because um, Conformity means not just to the family, not just to the idea of the family or what the family does, but it may actually be to the society around you, to what's done in this town, to what's done in this country, to what's done in this uh, in this uh, group of people. And it doesn't have to be family and friends. People can have pressure on you to conform to the norms, the way things normally are. 
and societal expectations as well. So for example, if your goal is to take a gap year and travel, travel the world, and for those of you who don't know what a gap year is, uh, after high school, uh, a lot of people decide that before going to university, they will travel. They'll do some traveling, get some of that out of their system, experience the world and travel around backpacking, going from place to place around the world. Now, if, if your goal is to take a gap year and travel the world, your family might pressure you to go straight to university instead. And this pressure can cause you can and might cause you to give up on your goals and follow that path that might not be right for you. And the reason behind this is more, more often simple and not out of malice or evil. Just consider this, if your friends and family members can't see your vision for your future, it makes it very difficult for them to co-opt it, to give you the support and encouragement you need. And many times their destructive criticism, their destructive criticism and opinions are given in an attempt to protect you and challenge your ideas or goals. So you gotta understand that many of these challenges are not meant to stop you, but to protect you or correct you and to protect you from the pain of pursuing something they can't imagine you being successful at or not as successful as you imagine yourself being at it. And other times the person is just unable to articulate in a way that isn't destructive. So while it's important for you to have a support system in your life, it's also important for you to be cautious when sharing your goals with others. Your well-meaning friends and family might not always understand or support your goals and their views and, and opinions can cause you to doubt yourself and give up on your own dreams. So understand the relationship you have with your friends and family and acknowledge that the individuals that that individuals destruct acknowledge that individuals destructive power of their opinions and criticisms and what that can mean for your path in life. And just remember, it's important to stay true to yourself and pursue your goals with confidence and determination, regardless of what others may think or say. And before I end that little segment, I have a little tip here. You might say, well, should I never tell this to anyone then if that's the case where people might just shoot me down? Or, you know, they might not understand what I want to do and why. So they just going to have this negative point. And because I love them, because I care for them or because they are my friend or family, I take their um, criticisms and their opinions and their ideas and their advice on board and could destroy my my desire from what I want for my future. And that's not what I'm saying. So my point is either be mentally strong enough to ignore the negative opinions and criticisms. And, and practicing that makes it perfect. The more you do that, the more you learn to put the negative opinions, the things that don't align with you in a box or to the side where it doesn't actually become your forethought, um, the more, the easier it will become. So even if you tell somebody who you know are going to be absolutely um, uh, critical and gonna say the wrong things and going to tell you the wrong things and going to to make you feel like you can't do it, that you still can tell them, <clears throat> excuse me, you still can tell them and then actually be able to feel good about, okay, I did say it, didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but hey, I'm gonna keep doing it because this is what I want in my life. Now that's being mentally strong enough to do that. And don't worry if you're not, not everybody has been practicing that. If you want to practice that, um, listen to a couple of my other 
uh, podcast episodes, especially that developing your mind episode. It is incredible for giving you the, the tools you need to um, to create more mental strength. Um, so either be mentally strong enough to ignore the negative opinions and criticisms or keep the dreams and goals and and ideas of your future to yourself until you find a supportive person to have a relationship with. And that supportive person doesn't have to be somebody that you're either dating, married to, uh, somebody that's a family member, somebody that's already a friend. You can find somebody that that you're just sort of like essentially pen pals to. You 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 have sent emails back and forth or you, you chat on social media or you might do video chats or every other day you give each other a call or you just, you can find people that will be very supportive. Even if you uh, need to talk to like a life coach, someone like me or a counselor or um, even somebody that's at a um, religious or non-religious institute where you can actually go and sit down and have a conversation with people who don't have that expectation of you who don't uh, require you to be a certain way in social norms and things. So there are a lot of people out there like that, but there are also people that you will come across and you become friends with. So you might want to just hold it until you find somebody you can actually talk to, but keep working on the dreams and the goals. But you might not tell everybody until you get to a point where you are achieving that. And then you can come back and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. All right. So that's that's my little starting um a little starting point that I wanted to put out there just to give you an idea of where we're going with this. We're going to talk about a few ways to identify um, negative people, identify positive people and how to bring more positive people into your life and how to get rid of negative people out of your life. Like I said, I like to actually give you some value. So at the end of this, we're going to go through a step-by-step guide, which might fit with you and might not fit with you. And you might want to tweak it and change a few things but some guides to actually help you to um, to kind of clean out your life from negative people. But the first thing you have to do is to identify negative people. So let's just talk about the importance of surrounding yourself with negative people, uh, positive people first. And positive people, I want to say quality people. These are people that give you a good quality of life. So being around quality, quality people can promote growth, inspiration, and positivity in your life. And when you surround yourself with people who have a growth mindset, you're more likely to adopt that mindset yourself. And this can lead to increased motivation, learning new things, um, taking new risks and pursuing your goals. For example, if you spend time with people who are passionate about fitness and health, you might be inspired to adopt a healthier to adopt healthier habits and try out new workouts. I myself um, when spending time with people who do more working out, do more workouts and exercising every day and things. Yeah. I started walking more and moving more. And, and it kind of felt like I was like, that's just kind of what you do around these people. You enjoy it. And I did enjoy it. And I probably should do a lot more, but that's just an example. Quality people can offer constructive criticism as well as um, the support you need to help you achieve your goals. And I say constructive criticism because there are there's two types of main criticism we're going to talk about today, destructive and constructive criticism. And we're just going to glaze over them. I'm not going to get into the details of which one is like what the differences are. But constructive criticism itself is something to help you build you up, give you a little bit of, uh, you know, something to make you think. And destructive criticism 
is something that doesn't make you think. It just tells you what they think about you. And it usually is something negative that, that makes you stop whatever it is you're doing. All right. So quality people can offer constructive criticism and support. And they're not afraid to provide constructive feedback to help you improve, which can lead to personal and professional growth. And this is when you're in a job or something, and you got somebody that comes to you and they are constructively criticizing something and that help you go, oh, okay, oh, now I see, now I see. It's like, yeah, there you go. I, th I thought you'd get that. And that get that constructive criticism is something that can actually help you um, remember things because it has a negative connotation to it, but it's not a fully negative um, action. It is a positive action that uses negativity in a small doses to actually get you to um, remember because we sent, we tend to remember negative things easier than we do positive things. Now, how many times have you, how many times do you remember somebody saying something positive to you versus you remember somebody saying something negative to you? All right. So um, they can give you constructive feedback that can help you improve and lead to personal growth and, and professional growth. They can offer support and encouragement and advice to help you achieve your goals as well. And these are quality people. So quality people, for example, if you have a business idea, a quality person may offer constructive criticism to help you refine that plan, or they may introduce you to someone who can help further that goal. So they might not be, um, you know, giving you criticism to say that they don't like that. They're just saying, hey, what about this? Because this might happen and that might happen. So what about thinking about doing the business like this? or here's somebody that's doing that, they can give you some support. Quality people share similar values and interests to you, and that can lead to a sense of belonging and community. When you surround yourself with quality people and who, sh who share the same values and interests you do, you can form a deeper connection and create a sense of community. And this will lead to feelings of belonging and purpose, which can positively impact your mental health. Uh, for example, if you are passionate about environmental conservation, surrounding yourself with people who share this interest can lead to a sense of belonging and purpose as you work together to make positive changes in the environment. And when you surround yourself with quality people, you're likely to adopt their habits and values, which can positively impact your life as well. And being surrounded by people who embody positive values is not, it's, it's nothing to shake a stick at. It's nothing bad. It's, it's amazing because those habits can be positive influences on your own behavior. And this can lead to personal growth and increased productivity, as well as like uh, improved well-being, like your, your mental state and everything. And for example, if you surround yourself with people who prioritize self-care and self-improvement, you may be inspired to adopt some of the habits to improve your own well-being. And that's just, that's just fact. The more people around you that are that are um, inspired by things that you are inspired by, you tend to adopt behaviors that'll give you more and more of what you want. If you have somebody that prioritizes self-care, then the more you hang out with them, the more you're gonna pick up on that self-care. And this is how negative people impact your, your well-being. So let's jump to the next one. This is how negative people impact your well-being. So as human beings, we're highly social creatures and we tend to form close relationships with people we're familiar with, whether or not that contributes to the overall well-being of our lives. 
However, it's important to recognize that when certain relationships may be harmful or um, detrimental to our health and future success, we need to actually learn to cut those people off and to learn to separate ourselves from those people. And again, in this podcast, I'm going to give you some tips on how you can do that. This is just starting tips. You can modify these and change these or even do totally different steps if you like. So to identify how negative people uh, impact your well-being, here are a few things that you can look for. They consistently bring you down. Negative people tend to have a pessimistic outlook on life and they can quickly drag down your mood and energy. And if you find yourself feeling drained and, and demotivated after spending time with somebody, it might be a sign that they're a negative influence on your life. Negative people lack empathy and compassion as well. These are people who are negative and they tend to be very self-centered and might not understand or relate to your feelings and needs. If you find that someone is consistently um, dismissive or unsupportive of your emotions, then it might be time to reevaluate that relationship. Uh, negative people are always creating drama. And I know everybody knows somebody like this. Negative people tend to thrive on drama and may consistently create or amplify conflict in your relationship. So you might find yourself constantly embroiled in their drama. It may be a sign that, that, that these people need to be let go. And you might even find that these people, uh, these negative people, don't only just create drama with other people, but they create drama with you as well. You're always trying to fix the situation, always trying to you know, um, walk on eggshells so things don't, don't get crazy. And you know, that's not, that's not a good friend. That's a negative friend. That's the person you need to drop and let go. Um, negative people don't respect boundaries. And of course, as I say these things, let me tell you, it could be one of these things. And that is enough for you to go. That's a negative influence on my life. It's not positive. It's not a positive influence. I'm not, not helping me with anything. All it is is that we're associated together. We associate it more and more and more into the fact that we're just we're, we're around each other often. We've kind of attached to the familiarity of each other's uh, presence. All right. So if you find a person that doesn't respect your boundary, your boundaries, um, you need to remember that a healthy relationship are built on mutual respect and consideration for each other's boundaries. The negative people may constantly push your boundaries and they might not be willing to accept your limits or your needs at all. Um, negative people can be overly critical and they tend to have a critical and judgmental look outlook on, on life itself. And they may be overly critical of you or others. If you find someone is constantly finding fault and criticizing others or um, having some issues with, they always gossiping about somebody or talking bad about somebody, um, for one, they do the same thing about you because, you know, when you're not together and they're with somebody else, they'll be doing the exact same thing. Uh, but if you find somebody that's constantly finding fault or criticizing others, it might be a time, it might be a sign that, um, that they are a negative influence on your life. And remember, it's natural to be drawn to familiar faces and to maintain relationships with people that we know, even if they might not be contributing to our well-being. But it's crucial to recognize when a relationship might be doing more harm than good. 
and then take the steps to protect your health and future success. So let's go. We've got some we got some ideas about negative people and, you know, uh, how negative people impact your well-being and how negative people, how to identify negative people that are surrounding you um, and how bad it could be with different things like people, negative people having lack of empathy or, you know, bringing you down all the time. Um, and, and that's one thing I, I, I find that people are willing to accept because of the familiarity of having that person as a friend and the, and the simplicity of having that person as a friend. The person constantly brings you down, constantly make you feel like you're not as good as you are. And when you leave their presence or when you're not around them, you feel like you, you've been drained of your energy. Um, I think that's that's a that's a really big red flag and people use red flag, but they never actually do anything about red flags. So I'm not exactly sure why we say red flags all the time. Um, people that have lack of empathy, uh, people that's always creating drama, don't respect your boundaries and overcritical about you and others. Um, yes, we can be very familiar with people because we work with them or because they live near us or because we know them from childhood or because somebody else introduced us to them or because they're just a friend of a friend in a friends group or whatever it is. We have to understand that we need to be vigilant in the people that are around us and why they are around us. That's one of the things we need to talk about often is why am I your friend? Because if I don't have a real good reason why I'm your friend, then there are, you know, there are billions of other people on the planet. We don't need to be each other in, in each other's lives. You can do your thing and I can do mine. You know, if I do something that's not going to affect you, if you do something that's not gonna affect me, just we don't need to be in each other's lives. Just because we are familiar with each other, we know each other, and we know things about each other, um, that doesn't make us we have to be this close, tight knit, you know friendship sort of thing. So let's let's just talk about some strategies. We talk about the negative. Let's just talk about some strategies uh, uh, for surrounding yourself with quality people, with positive people. So here's some strategies. And of course, these are just strategies. I'm going to do a proper, um, a proper little list there of step-by-step -step things that you can do to, to, um, to work out the negative and to bring in the positive. But this, these are just some strategies just for just for um, you know, information's sake. So join clubs and organizations, communities uh, that align with your interests. Um, seek out people that share your values and interests and goals. You know that's pretty standard. Attend events, seminars, workshops, classes, um, whatever it is that sort of something that you can learn that other people want to learn. Attend those things with like-minded individuals, with people that have the same sort of desire to learn those things. Say you want to be a doctor. Say you do. You do want to be a doctor. So surround yourself with people who, you know, enjoy the medical profession at any stage. You know, if they've got that, they did, that they can talk about, you know, that might be something you can sit down and have a really good conversation, even listening to them because they're either a nurse or they're, you know, a doctor or they are um, doing going to medical school or they're planning on going to medical school, whatever it is, surround yourself with people who have the same sort of interests and things like you and attend events and places and trainings and courses and classes of people that are going to those places specifically because they want to learn that subject. 
Um, nurture existing relationships with quality people by expressing gratitude and offering support to them and encouraging them to return to that, you know, that space again with you. It's that's it, it seems simple because we do that when we like somebody, we go, I really like this about you. And that person goes, oh, I really like this about you, too. And then you have this little conversation and then you encourage that that um, that support. It's like, oh, if you ever need a hand doing this, let me know. I'll, you know, I'd be, I'd be happy to come back and and sit. We can do this again. This was cool. And that kind of thing. If that's the the type of quality person you want, they're doing something you want to do. That's a way to actually show them that you're you're positive, that you like what what you're doing, and that you encourage them to return again and catch up again. And that's how you develop some sort of relationship. And like I said, relationships don't always have to be the most intense, you know, vibrant thing. It could just be we get together every now and then, we discuss things and we enjoy it. Create environments where people of quality can socialize and become friends. Now, this is something cool we can do. Everybody can do this um, because we all have we all have mobile phones. We all have um, you know some social media app we can use or download and use. Even if you don't have one now, you can always download one and use it. Um, you you can get on and create a, a social media group and invite people to share, share that share your same values and interests, or even invite people that have the same goals as you. And one of the coolest things about, um, you know, I'm old. Yes, I am. And people, my kids will look at me and go, Facebook, dad, you're talking about Facebook, man, come on. But there are still ways to create different groups for people. Say you want to be um, an artist. You want to be a painter. You want to be a singer. You want to be a dancer. You want to be whatever. Go on to these other groups and see what other people are talking about and communicate with them. And, and when you have times where people are doing like, you know, live things where they're talking to each other live and they're doing zoom meetings or whatever else join them get in there uh you can create your own if it's something unique that you want to do you want to find unique people create your own if you know there's a group of people around you that have similar goals and similar interests and you know values and the same values that you have you might want to connect with them and say hey um i'm gonna put you into a group and we'll all have a chat you know about such and such and it could be one person at a time the one person and then another couple of people and then so on and so forth <clears throat> doesn't all have to be you create this huge 3,000 person group in one day just find, if you know somebody go up to them and say hey I like this and I thought you like this too how about we connect and have a chat about it sometime be open to introducing yourself to somebody outside of your circle and that's a big one because we're all so happy to be around people that we're familiar with. And so we get to a point where we don't actually socialize outside of our circle. And that's, to me, it's almost criminal because you, if you don't socialize outside of your own circle, you kind of, kind of grow up ignoring all the possibilities of everybody else's experiences and everybody else's desires. One of the things that delights me the most is when you meet a new person and they've got something incredible about them and you attach to that thing that they have and you go, wow, I would have never actually known how good of a friendship we would have had had I just not been interested in talking to anybody or having any friends or, you know, I got used to just being with the people that I know and, you know, I've either been burned before where I don't, um, I, I'm scared to sort of put myself out there again and just have friends or 
I just um, just don't have the time or the energy. But instead, if you never actually put yourself out there, if you never actually look for new people, because it's hard for people to find people without social media these days, you don't really go out and do a whole bunch of like walking through libraries, asking people, hey, what's your interest? You know, that doesn't happen. But if you find some people that you kind of know have a similar interest to you or you hear about somebody having a similar interest to you, feel free to approach that person and say, hey, I heard you were a painter. Um, I heard you painting or I heard you a photographer or I heard you a dancer. Or I heard you were a cook. Or I heard you were, you know, a b-ball player. I heard you were um, a, you know, trainer. I heard you were whatever it is. And you can have a conversation with that person based off of the thing that you believe that they have in common with you. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Hey, you might find a friend that actually has similar interests, but they're not perfectly aligned, but you end up very good friends or you end up very good pen pals. You know, you talk to each other just sporadically, but it's a great relationship because it's all positive. Make social plans with people and groups that, you know, have a similar interest to you. I just said that. Okay. So it's also essential to be, to be a quality person yourself. And this is, Again, these are some strategies for surrounding yourself with quality people. It's essential that you be a quality person yourself. By embodying the same traits that you admire in others, like being kind or supportive or encouraging, um, you can attract other people into your life that have the same vibe, that have the same um, values and interests. And you can create this 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 positive cycle of growth and success with people because you yourself are exhibiting what you are looking for now that's one that i i really do try to do myself i try to exhibit what i'm looking for and it's not that i'm going out looking for friends i'm not walking up and down the street asking every random person will you be my friend will you be my friend will you be my friend I have a very select group of friends. I have a very select group of people I call friends. And, but I don't go out looking for friends. But when the opportunity arises, I want to be that person that when they see who I am and how I am and what I do and all of this, that I'm approachable because I'm kind, I'm supportive, I'm encouraging. And my lifestyle and the way that I am is attractive to what they are looking for as somebody they'd like to be around. That's how you create um, create a, a group of quality persons to be your friend, to be the quality people in your life. Now, when we talk about family and friends, I'm not talking about just go find friends and throw all of your family and friends away because they're not quality people. Everybody's going to say something or do something you don't like at some point in time. This, this is earth. This is what happens. But when you have people that are positive and they're aligned with what you're aligned with, they have the values and the interests and the goals and a vision of the future that kind of aligns with what you want to do with yourself, you'll find that you'll be more relaxed and comfortable and happy in your day to day life. And when we go through some of these these things um, here, just a moment, you're going to understand that it's more about the 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 happiness and the the connectivity as well as the relaxation you get from somebody who is aligned with what you're aligned with having quality people in your life can reduce stress um can stave off depression all those kind of things because here let's look at it like this let's do a little recap 
how negative people impact your well-being. The negative people can have a significant impact on your well-being. And studies have shown that negative people, uh, um, that negative social interactions can lead to increased levels of stress and anxiety and, and depression. So you think about that for your life. Negative interactions, meaning interacting with negative people, with negative um, you know, ideas, with, with them always criticizing, with them always um, you know, saying negative things about you or to you, the lack of empathy, the, um, the, the drama creating, the, the um, you know, constantly bringing you down or not respecting boundaries and things like that. That can create negative, um, that can create negative problems in your life and increase the levels of, of stress and anxiety and depression. For example, let's say you have a friend who is constantly negative and critical about everything. And every time you spend time with them, you feel like I said, drained, you feel empty, you feel unhappy. And over time, these negative interactions can take a toll on your mental health, leading to decreased level of happiness and overall well-being. And we all know, well, if you don't know, I've got a, uh, a episode of the podcast called Let's Talk Anxiety. And it, de- it describes anxiety, what it is, how it works and how it's triggered and it describes stresses as well as a bit of depression and the difference between anxiety and depression. Now, anxiety in itself and stress in itself, too much stress and too much anxiety can cause some really big physical problems in your life. And I'm talking about physical problems as in you start, you start losing hair, you start um, getting sick easier, uh, your body's not fighting off uh, you know, things like colds. The common cold becomes something that last for however long i mean it usually lasts for three or four days next thing you know you've got a common cold you've had for you know nearly two weeks and it just your body can't shut it down because of the stress or because of the anxiety that's pumping through your body the same thing with, with mental stress and anxiety it can cause you know stress can cause you to go blind i know that's an extreme example but it's absolutely true stress can cause you to have you know Vision problems, stress can cause you to have mental problems, stress can cause you to have all these different problems and anxiety can cause you to not approach anything, not do anything because everything that you think about for the future is actually doom and glim and and scary. And depression can make it so you take pleasure in nothing in life. And that that those three things, the stress of of the 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 physical and the mental you know, bogged down, holding you down this, holding you down this. I don't think that's a word, but we're going to use it. And then the anxiety of fear of the future, fear of what might be, fear of a problem that isn't even there or could be there, doesn't have to be for it to be anxiety. And then depression, where you can't find pleasure in the things that you normally would like, or you can't find comfort and happiness and things that would normally comfort you and make you happy. This is what I'm saying. Negative people have a significant impact on your well-being. And studies show that negative social interactions can lead to increased levels of stress, anxiety, and depression. So that's something that's very that's something that's very hard for people to understand that just because you have somebody that's negative in your life, that you may be having more and more stress and more and more 
anxiety and more and more depression, uh, more and more depression. And that's real. So if you have a friend that that's constantly negative and every time you spend time with them, you feel drained and unhappy, that's what's going on. And these can have a toll on your mental health, lead to physical health problems, um, decreased level of happiness and overall well-being. So let's contrast that with how um, actually let's let's continue with the negative real quick and we're going to go into the positive. So let's look at the negative, how negative people impact your future. Now, negative people can also have an exceptionally significant and significant impact on your future. The constant criticism and negative negativity can cause you to doubt yourselves and your abilities and ultimately lead to you giving up on your goals and aspirations altogether. And people, these people eventually lead us to worry about everything, including what they might say if we try to tell them about our goals or or ask for support or need help with anything, you know, you can get scared to talk to your friend about, you know, what you'd like to accomplish in life, what you would like to achieve. And it doesn't have to be that that you want to go and build your own airplane with a new engine design. And it could simply be the thing I want to achieve is I want to get a part time job. And then that negativity comes out and shuts it all down. Or the thing could be. I want to, you know, go and approach this person because I like them and I want to have a chat with them and see if we're compatible and I might be dating this person. That would be great. I've been thinking about it, had a crush on them forever. And you tell your negative friend and they shut it down and you feel like you just don't have the ability to. You're not good enough. You're not able to. And for example, let's say you you have a friend or a family member who is always super critical about any goals you express or even um, commences to telling you that you're not smart enough or that you're not capable in some way or even saying that you would never amount to anything, even if they're like joking or if it's done out of anger. So I'm just going to pause there. People often hide behind the fact that they are making a joke. But if that joke is constantly hurting you and they're constantly making these negative jokes about you, that's a negative friend or that's a friend with negative behaviors that you might need to nip in the bud. Because if you constantly are hearing something over and over and over, whether it's considered a joke or I'm sorry, I said that in anger over time, this negativity can cause you to doubt your abilities to give up on your dreams of doing anything for your future, like starting your own business or pursuing a certain career path or starting a relationship with somebody you like or even just getting out of bed, you know? Don't let people pretend that just because they're saying negative things that, and they say, I was joking, you do that so often until you will start to believe that. And this is the thing that we do as human beings. If you're told something so often or something negative is said about you so often and you hear it and hear it and hear it, you cannot help but to believe a portion to all of it, either a small portion to a large portion. And that's why if you've got people in your life who constantly negatively gear towards you, tell you things that you you don't really need to be hearing, telling you that you're not smart enough for something or you're not able to do something or you're not capable of something. Or when you say you're going to do something, they bust out laughing or have this big this big drawback like, oh, don't you have to be smart to do that? Or don't you have to be this? To do it? Drop that person immediately as fast as you can. Now, if they're a family member, it's not easy to just be like, I can't talk to you no more. I'm going to walk away. That's not how it works. 
but you need to be able to put something up that defends your own internal thought processes and your own mental health first. That puts your own mental health first. So even if a person is joking, even if they said, I'm sorry, I said that in anger, you do it a few times. It's, it's something that you believe because it keeps coming up and you keep joking about it or you keep saying these things. A joke is no excuse for um, destroying somebody's dreams. A joke is no excuse for being critical and and super critical or, or making somebody believe that they're worthless. That's no excuse. Over time, you will believe it. And after you start to believe it, go and look at, go and listen to, um, go and listen to Developing Your Mind, my the first podcast I did in this Paul Think Growth series. Go and listen to it. The, the more you constantly hear something, it will influence you and influence you and influence you. And it becomes a part of who you are, part of your personality and a part of your belief system. If it becomes a part of your belief system, then it will become your actions. You will believe it, defend it, feel it and do it. And whenever something comes up where you think you should be positive, positively geared towards something, you'll find you're not because of whatever reason. And it's usually because of your beliefs. People create your beliefs when they constantly tell you something and you constantly listen. So let's contrast how a negative, uh, how negative people impact your future versus how positive people impact your future. And of course, we all kind of know this, but because it's positive, it's not as juicy, right? So people don't really look at it and go, oh my goodness, that's so amazing. Like, that's better. That's what I want. But I want to put it out there anyway, because it needs to be said. In the contrast of how positive people impact your future, positive people can have a significant impact on your future as well. They provide encouragement, support, and motivation. And with positive people, you don't worry about what they will say, uh, what they'll say that may cause you to give up on your dreams. So these people can help us feel empowered and inspired and bold and go boldly into our future and give us the confidence we need to try new things and to take next steps and next steps and next steps in life. So when we get scared and we think, you know, I don't know what to do next, these people will positively gear us towards the next step and get us to the point where we go, wow, I can't believe I've gotten this far because they're constantly going to hold you up. And when you feel like you're not good enough, they're going to remind you just how good you are. And if you don't get out of that slump, they'll bring you out of that slump. Those are positive people. Those are people that will impact your future in a positive way. So, for example, let's say you have a friend who's always supportive and encouraging you. And every time you talk to them, you feel motivated and it's inspired. And every time you feel like you might be you, you might not be good enough to accomplish the next step towards your goals. They they make you feel powerful and worthy of that achievement. And over time, this positivity can help you build the confidence and help you to pursue the goals with determination and with passion. So instead of you feeling like you you might not be good enough, you might have that moment, you talk to them, they tell you, look, I've heard this before, we know what you do, we've seen you do this, I've seen you do that, look at this, focus on that, concentrate on this and go for it, I got your back. And that's it. They push you and push you until you look back in a year's time and you go, wow, I can't believe how far I've come. I can't believe how happy my life is. I can't believe how much comfort I have in knowing 
who I'm around. Okay, I want to do this one. We're going to stop there for just that little section. And I want to do this one. This is the how to. I want to do a seven step guide on how to get rid of negative people in your life and ultimately put positive people in. And it's just, just a quick little seven stepper. I'm not going to go too, into detail in it, but you can take this the way you want to and modify it and change it and create in your life what it is you need to do in order to get the negative people and push them out or push them back or push them to a place where they're not affecting you and bring in the positive people in. So step one, identify the negative people in your life. This can be difficult because sometimes it's family, but don't let it discourage you from identifying what people are saying. If they're coming to you, telling you negative things, saying negative things, constantly making you feel drained of your emotions, drained of your energy, drained of your mental health, then you need to be able to identify that this is happening. And doesn't mean that you gotta stop being family. It doesn't mean you got to stop loving or liking them. It just means that you need to understand that when they say certain things, you need to be able to control how you feel about that. Again, going back to my my previous podcast shows, check them out. They'll give you the tools you need to be able to control how you feel about certain things. And I'm going to do one also coming up soon um, about and I'm thinking of titling that one. Never be angry again. Because this is there, there are some tools and tips and some incredible things we can do to really modify the way our brains work. So identify negative people in your life. Take some time to reflect on the people in your life and how they make you feel. Identify those who constantly bring you down, criticize you, or drain your energy. Step two, consider the impact these negative people are having on your life. Think about how the negative people impact your well-being, both in the short and the long term, and then consider how their negativity may be holding you back from achieving whatever goal, whatever thing it is you want to achieve in life and fulfilling and living a fulfilling life. Step three, um, set boundaries with negative people. Communicate your boundaries clearly and firmly with negative people. Let them know that behaviors or certain behaviors are unacceptable and that you expect and what you expect from them. This is one thing I want you guys to really think about too. Set boundaries with negative people. If you got a friend who's a good friend, you're a good person, but he always saying something negative, always making something that you need to set the boundary. You need to be able to say, hey, look, I understand that this is a joke. I understand that you're doing this and that, but I need you to understand that you can't say that about me no more. You can't say that with me no more. I'm not, I'm not here to hear that no more. If you're going to keep doing that, we can't. I can't hang out with you as much because I can't have that in my life. And if that person's a true friend, they'll be like, oh, okay, okay, all right. Or it might take a few times, but set that boundary. Don't neglect setting that boundary. Step four, limit the contact you have with negative people. If that person can't change, can't work anything out, can't do anything different, then reduce the amount of time you spend with that negative person and if possible, avoid them altogether. And if they're family members or close friends, try to limit your interactions to brief, positive interactions. Don't be negative, don't fight back, don't clap back, don't get angry, don't turn it into a problem. Just limit your interactions to short, positive interactions. There's no need for negativity. Not on your side, not on their side. Step five, surround yourself with positive people. Make an effort to spend more time 
with positive people, the people who uplift you, the people that support you, the people that tell you positive things, the people that can look at you and go, I see the potential in what you want to do. And even if I don't see it, I know you have the potential to do it because it's something that's already within you. You're wanting to do it. That means it's a part of you already. I got your back. And seek out new friendships and, and communities where possible and where positivity is valued. Number six, practice self-care. Take care of yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally. Physically take care of yourself. Make sure that you are moving as much as you can. Make sure that you are emotionally invested in positive things and not emotionally drained by negative things. Make sure that you are mentally focused on positive things and not mentally drained by negative things. Engage in activities that bring you joy and help you recharge. That's practicing self-care. And step seven, seek positive help. If a negative person, uh, if negative people are impacting your mental health and well-being, consider seeking personal help, professional help from a therapist or counselor. And they can provide you with the support and guidance you need to navigate difficult relationships and make positive changes in your life. And if you find that you you want to do this in a professional level where you actually need to figure out how to work with people at work or work with people at home or work with people just in general in friendship groups or whatever, you, need, you can go and seek uh, professional help. Now, you do that with a counselor, you do that with a mental health worker, you can do that with a therapist, you can do that with a life coach, you can do that with a pastor or a priest or whoever it is you, you see religiously. You can do that with a group of people who are, um, you, you know, like mental health groups and things like that. You can go and have those talks and work with people that have similar society type of experiences. Um, but seeking help is essential. Make sure that you're getting help. Make sure that you're watching the certain videos you need to watch. Listen to the right podcast, something like Paul Think Grow, um, and get that mental help. Make sure that there's something positive in your life. Now, if you're having a negative person that is impacting you extremely mentally and physically, you need to make sure that you go and get professional help for sure. So don't just let negative things happen in your life without you taking some sort of stand. If one place don't work out perfectly, go to another. There's always going to be somebody out there that has the tools and the, the ability to give you the support you need. So thinking about this, getting rid of negative people in your life can be challenging. It can be a challenging process, but it's essential for you to, to do because it affects your well-being and your happiness. It affects your present. It affects your future. By setting boundaries, limiting contact, and surrounding yourself with positive people and practicing self-care, you can create a more positive and fulfilling life. And focus on cultivating the right relationships. As we get older, we, we tend to um, have more responsibility. We tend to slow down and, and, or, or stop from you know, cultivating certain relationships because you know, either they got kids now or they, they got different friends and you don't wanna bother them with this or that. This, in my opinion, is a total mistake. Whenever you have uh, people who you know have a positive outlook on life, but now they've just got more responsibilities, you've got more responsibilities. Continuing to cultivate those relationships is a must. 
You don't want to like get into your older, older ages and you find you got really no friends. And that's, you know, it happens. It happens. And sometimes it happens unintentionally. And sometimes it happens intentionally. I got no problem with a person saying, I just don't do friends. It's just not, not my thing. But you still need to be able to understand that when you do associate with anybody on a regular basis, they don't have to be called a friend, but they can still be a huge influence to your life. So taking the time to build on top of relationships you already have uh, can be crucial. It can be crucial to maintaining um, quality people, to maintaining quality people in your life and keeping all of that positive so that your future looks bright because every single thing that you take into yourself, you will, it helps to influence your belief and influencing your belief means it ultimately influence your attitudes, your feelings, your understanding and the way you view the world around you, which means that your actions will be affected by the way, the things that you believe and, and why you believe the way you believe. And then your actions will be your interactions with the rest of the world. And then that's going to come full circle because once you do something, people are going to look at you a certain way. And then when they look at you that way, you're going to create that belief that, hey, you're looking at me like this. So either this is good or this is bad. So I'm going to defend myself or I'm going to uh, step step it up or whatever. And it just becomes a circle, a big cycle of belief to actions, to results, to beliefs, to actions, to results and so on and so forth. So in order for you to have a very positive life, one of the things you need to do is to focus on quality people. And again, the title of this, the title of this podcast, the, the title of this episode is choosing your tribe and the surprising impact of your social circle on your health and your future. Thank you guys again for listening to Paul Think Grow. We'll see you next time.